2: Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today, we have two gentlemen here to take on our league of extraordinary questions. In one corner, issue number one, he's a trivia player with not a chance of winning this game. Adam. Yes. Greg. Yes. Paul. Yes. I say, we'll see. It's Paul, the McLaughlin Group. <laughs> Paul, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very <laughs> tell the much. Folks at home a little,
2: tell the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh,
0: yeah, Paul McLaughlin from the Jersey Shore. Uh, dad, bartender, I, as you can see behind me, I am currently uh, yeah. waiting for the bar to open, but uh, booked out a little bit of time to, to do this this morning before we uh, get things underway here.
2: Awesome. In the other corner, is he crazy? Is he unhinged? We'll see how he does in our insane game of trivia, because it's stable, Greg Schnabel. Greg, welcome to the show. Good morning. I tell the folks at home a little bit about you. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I'm Greg Schnabel. I'm uh, from Savannah, Georgia. I'm an IT manager for a, a e-commerce uh, company
2: so for
3: the local fulfillment all right. center.
2: And that's what I get for not asking how to pronounce your name before I say it. That's okay. <laughs> I've heard them all. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game.
1: Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown.
2: All right, so before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit more. And since uh, me referencing the McLaughlin group was also me referencing one of my favorite sketches from SNL, uh, I want to know, what is your favorite SNL sketch? Could be a recurring one, or it could just be a single one.
0: Piece of cake. We're going way back on this one. Lord and Lady a (laughs) douchebag. Okay. All right, Greg. So I'm going to
3: have to unfortunately go eat, uh, go back as well because uh, I just talked about it this week. Uh, one that would definitely not be aired today on television is Word Association with Richard Pryor. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Pryor. Uh, Will okay. not be aired on television ever again.
2: All right. Well, uh, I like that you guys uh, threw back in both cases and kind of a tough call. I gotta say that word association one definitely made me laugh. Sure. So Greg's gonna get to sure. pick first in round one. I, John, I want to throw out. Uh, do you, what is your favorite, John? If you if you had like a four runner. Oh. That's. I don't know that I. I don't know that I could. Uh, I don't. For me, for me, it's it's Chippendales. It's Patrick oh, Swayze. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley. The Chippendales is the peak of of SNL in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, hey. Maybe I'll 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 throw out Mr. Robinson's Paul, neighborhood. Paul something.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I just need to time out for one minute here, okay?
2: Time out. Yeah, okay. A, sa- a save by the bell timeout happening. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get drunk, Paul. Just let him get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll get you. I will get you so drunk, buddy. Don't worry. Just, just here you go. Sit right here. Here's something. First <laughs> round's on me. <laughs> exactly. I just forgot to play this trivia first. <laughs> don't worry. I'll get you so drunk. Just don't talk. <laughs> just don't talk. This is going to be an interesting episode. Oh, you're giving him the the, the, the petty cash box. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, All right. Sorry about that. The just. man just wants to get drunk. But just let <laughs> him have a drink, Paul. He's here early. <laughs> and you give, him, you give him a box of cash. <laughs> okay. All right, Greg, what category would you like? Uh, we're going to go movies. Starting off in the movies. And the decade will be the 2000s. In this 2009 film, Elijah Wood voices a small ragdoll-like robot who awakens shortly after the end of mankind and must find eight other robots to figure out the mystery behind humanity's destruction.
3: Holy cow. I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, no clue. <laughs> I'm going to have to go ahead and throw this one to Paul.
2: Wow. All right, Paul. Uh, uh, can can I, you steal? Can I get a repeat, please? Yep. In this 2009 film... Elijah Wood voices a small ragdoll-like robot who awakens shortly after the end of mankind, and must find eight other robots to figure out the mystery behind humanity's destruction. Oof.
0: I I have a vague memory of seeing a trailer for this, but but I have nothing beyond that no title. I'm just going to throw out what I know is an incorrect answer of AI.
2: AI is incorrect. Adam? No. Uh, this sounds very interesting, but I don't know it either. I do remember seeing this in the theater, and I'm pretty sure that is the last time I ever saw this. Uh, it is called Nine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I will write
0: that one down and at least watch the trailer of
2: it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Paul, it is your turn. What category would you like?
0: Uh, let's go music,
2: please. All right. And it's the 90s. All right. Bobby Sheehan, Chon Kinchla, Brendan Hill and John Popper are the original members of what rock band best known for their 1994 album, Four?
0: Well, uh, soon, I, I, three names I had nothing on. You said John Popper, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's obviously, uh, oh, Blues Traveler.
2: Whew, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blues Traveler is correct. Almost, Almost uh, and- with that one. <laughs> In my opinion, Bobby Sheehan, one of the most underrated bass players of all time, and unfortunately, we lost him too soon. Mm. Mm, yeah, they—you know what? Go back and listen to their stuff. They have so much funk to them. There's a—they're like a great jam band, really. All right, we are back to Greg. Let's get you some points on the board, sir. What category would you like? Uh, let's go.
3: Let's
2: go TV. Right, okay, just moving on down the, down the line. Yep. <laughs> and we're staying in the '90s. Steve Smith and Patrick McKenna starred in what colorful Canadian sketch comedy show from 1991 to 2006? If the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy.
3: Oh my goodness, no, no it's not coming to me. Crap, I am... oh crap. I know this one too, it's on the tip of my tongue. Nope. I'm completely blank. Well... <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Paul, you're going on this one too. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, can you steal? I don't want to give him any
0: yeah. Uh, hey, Let me have a repeat, please.
2: Okay. Steve Smith and Patrick McKenna starred in what colorful Canadian sketch comedy show from 1991 to 2006? If the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. 91 to 2006. And I'm going through all the
0: Canadian sketch comedy shows that I know and trying to plug in something that has color to it. Uh boy, that was a decent run. So colorful. Not so not kids in the hall. Not uh not upright citizens brigade. Not, uh, blue, red, black, my uh colorful. Could that be a hint to Michael Ian Black? Uh oh, what was Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue now, too. If if I'm going down the right path with Michael Ian Black, which very well could be way off base here. uh, Oh,
2: uh, let's go The State. The State is incorrect. Mm. Adam, I know you know this one. I do, partly because our dad was an absolute fan of this uh, silly show. Um, But also, I always forget that it was around the 90s and 2000s because it felt like the 70s and (laughs) 80s. Um, But maybe that was just how Canada was back in that day. You know, they took a while to catch up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is the hilarious Red Green Show. It Ah. is the Red Green Show. Okay. Mm. Funny, funny show. All right. Paul, we are back to you.
0: Uh, What are we going to try here? Let's go lighter at your... (laughs)
2: Light Rat Yuri, or whatever whatever <laughs> this, you're calling it now. This is just getting out of uh, hand. Yes, exactly. Literature. 2000s. What 2004 Philip Roth novel is an alternative history in which Franklin D. Roosevelt is defeated in the presidential election of 1940 by Charles Lindbergh, who signs a treaty with Nazi Germany?
0: The only thing that I can think of, and I don't know if Roth wrote it, and a lot of that plot line doesn't really fit with what I'm thinking of but I only saw the series didn't read the book so maybe changes were made I'm just going to go the man in
2: the high tower the man in the high tower is incorrect Greg can you steal
3: I can't cuz that's what I was going to say
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um
3: oh no, no no I was going to say uh, the woman in the high tower I have no idea <laughs>
2: woman in the woman very in very tower. small <laughs> tower. <laughs> yeah. You changed to change the wrong word. man oh. The woman in the wrong ra- in the high tower is also incorrect. First off, I think you're thinking of the man in the high castle. Oh, oh but yes. that is not oh. that is not the correct answer. Oh. Oh. Uh it is called The Plot Against America. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. What year was that? Um 2004. It's two and
0: four. Well, I'm very glad Man in the High Castle was incorrect, because if I whiffed it just on that word, <laughs> oh, I would have been pissed at myself.
2: All right. Well, I seem to be off to a high roll here. <laughs> Doing You're well. winning. All right. Greg, what do you want? Uh, let's go uh, Toys and Games. All right. A little bit of Toys and Games coming at you, and it's the 50s. Uh-oh. Also known as Roller Bowl, in what tabletop race game for two to four players is the object of the game to be the first one to move five colored chubby marbles from the outer rim of the Colosseum to the slot in the center of the board? What in the world? <laughs> I never saw this at my grandfather's house. Oh, uh, can you
3: repeat the question one more time? Let's see if I mm-hmm. can.
2: Also known as Roller Bowl, in what tabletop race game for two to four players is the object of the game to be the first one to, mo- to be the first to move one's five colored chubby marbles from the outer rim of the Coliseum to the set- slot in the center of the board?
3: Fat racers.
2: <laughs> I have no idea how to go off that chubby Fat. word that she used. Fat racers is incorrect. <laughs> Paul can you steal?
0: Uh, I had nothing on this. You are so close Greg to what I was going to say playing off of that. Yeah, he said uh was it chubby chubby marbles? I was going to say fat ball race.
2: Is that your official guess?
0: Uh let's go
2: marble racers. Marble racers is incorrect. This was very hard to uh to give hints for. So chubby I was trying to ref- get, get your mind when you think chubby, I think chubby checker. And Coliseum also a stadium. It's called Stadium Checkers. Stadium. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yep. <laughs> That's a big L for me on that one. All right. Where are we? Uh. uh Paul's me. Paul's picking. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's you, Paul. Yep. You're the problem. It's you,
0: <laughs> It's always me. Uh, let's try
2: slang, please. Okay. It's the 60s. In the 60s, a bippy was slang for what part of the body? Well, you bet your bippy was absolutely a
0: phrase. Uh, What was that? I'm laughing. Uh, But I never really thought about it
2: past that, so I'm going to say your butt. Your butt is correct. All right. All right. Greg, let's get you some points, sir. I know. Left, left we've got uh, sports, news, fashion, and food.
3: Uh, let's go food. Okay.
2: That decade is the 80s. Though references to it appear as early as Playboy Bartender's Guide by Thomas Mario in 1971, what cocktail's popularity took off in 1988 after being mentioned in the movie Cocktail? It contains Southern Comfort, Slow Gin, Amaretto, and Orange Juice. um,
3: Dang, it sounds good.
2: Um <laughs> you are going against a bartender.
0: <laughs> I know I, I, I'm very that's I try. to go grab the bottles right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why I'm gonna to try to come up with it if I can. What what were the ingredients again?
2: Southern comfort, slow gin, amaretto, and orange juice. Oh uh shoot.
3: Uh Paul,
0: go ahead and take it. I am just back <laughs> uh zero today well we have to keep in mind yes i am in a bar yes i am a bartender i make no claims to being a good bartender though so (laughs) uh i am going to i'm taking a guess here which could be way off i pretty sure i am off on this one but i'm going alabama slammer
2: alabama slammer is correct Correct. Yep. yep So it says, uh, I am the last barman poet. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's got getting stinky on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach, the schnapps made from peach, the velvet hammer, the Alabama slammer. And then it keeps going on. But it's great. It's a great a great scene in a not so great movie. <laughs> I, I saw it
0: once you know, when it came out and have
2: always thought, I, I need to see that again. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it. Just, just listen to the beef up uh, <laughs> review of it. That's all you. There you go. go. All, right. Okay. Uh, all right, Paul, you got to steal, and you get to pick your next category. Ah, uh, let's shoot for news and politics. All
0: right, news and politics. It's
2: the seventies. I was
0: hoping you were going to say that. I read so much Doonesbury as a little kid, and that's how I know everything <laughs> about politics of that era.
2: Juan Carlos Alfonso Victor Maria de Bourbon y Bourbon dos Sicilias a.k.a. Juan Carlos I, reign as king of what nation from November 22, 1975 until his abdication in June of 2014? Yes, I
0: missed that comic. Um... (coughs) King
2: of who? Let's randomly pick Venezuela. Venezuela is incorrect. Greg, can you steal? Uh, I'm going to try.
3: Uh, that was going to be my guess, too, uh, Paul. Uh, can you repeat the question
2: one more time? Sure. Juan Carlos Alfonso Victor Maria de Barboni y Barbón dos Cilicias, a.k.a. Juan Carlos I, reigned as king of what nation from November 1975 until his abdication in June of 2014?
3: Argentina.
2: Argentina is also incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is... Spain. Oh. Uh, next time, know. go with your gut, okay. Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg,
0: is there a particular reason you said Argentina? Uh, I was uh,
3: like, a, you had said Venezuela. I was just going to win South America.
0: Okay. Because after I said it, I was like, oh, I should have said Argentina because I happened to glance at the TV next to me where the World <laughs> Cup final is currently. And I was
3: thinking, uh, <laughs> I think that's why I went with Argentina, it was because of the World Cup. <laughs> Yep. But I had thought Spain. I'm
2: like, no, Spain wouldn't have been no, I haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> All right. Uh Greg, we got sports and fashion left. <sighs> let's uh let's go to sports. Okay. The decade is the nineties again. November twelfth, nineteen ninety three was the first pay per view event by what organization that has since become one of the biggest promotion companies in the world? Promotion company. Um, WWE. They do their own w- promotions, right? <laughs> WWE is incorrect. <laughs> Paul, can you steal?
0: You know, at that time, I lived with a bunch of buddies, and we had an illegal cable box where it was just pay-per-view all day, every day. And so we actually did watch the first UFC.
2: UFC is correct. UFC was back in 93? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those first like few years, they were very like. Um, I mean, there was like really no rules on like those first few. Oh god! No. And they ones. were. Th- it was they intense. were
0: objectively terrible matches, almost exclusively.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul is stuck with fashion. Adam, what's his cat? Uh, what's is. his uh, decade going to be? His decade is going to be the '60s, although untrue. Author Ken Kenzie and his merry pranksters claim credit for this clothes modifying process popularized by 60s music stars like Janis Joplin and John Sebastian of the Love and Spoonful. Is that tie dying tie dying is correct. That one I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? Uh, it's, it's a little brutal right now. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Almost like one of those early UFC <laughs> matches where one person is just dominating the other. It's really bloody. But you know what? We have seen comebacks at this stage of more than fifty points. So, uh, unfortunately, Greg yet to get on the board, mm. but Paul is dominating with fifty. Hey, everybody who watched the uh,
0: the Vikings Colts game yesterday, yeah, so that was it's,
2: yeah. It's possible. It's, <sighs> it is always possible.
0: What? Why is it when you're in the car listening to
3: it, it's like yep, yep, <laughs> yep, and then when yeah. you're right here, uh...
2: it happens all the time. Derp. <laughs> All right, well, Greg got to pick first in round one. So, Paul, you are going to pick for Greg. Here to start off, start off round two, what category would you like to give him? Uh, Let's give him food. Okay. And the decade is the 90s. What deliciously healthy restaurant, first opened in 1991, and despite knowing when to fold them and closing the last U.S. location in 2011, there are still over 150 locations worldwide in places such as Dubai, Malaysia, and the Philippines. Um, Kenny Rogers roasters. Kenny Rogers roasters is correct. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, delicious chicken. I remember, you know, we we had a single parent, you know, kind of household growing up. Mom would bring home Kenny Rogers, and it was a good night. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I loved that chicken.
3: Yep. I think I had it one time when we went. To see my grandfather in Kentucky one time.
0: Uh-oh.
2: Never had. The, oh, the man cooks a mean bird. <laughs> uh, all right, Greg, what category do you want to give to Paul? Uh, let's give uh,
3: Paul some fashion. All right.
2: He's got a hideous jersey on, so I understand why you would. <laughs> oh, did I about that? tell you recently to go bite you? <laughs> 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 it's the 2000s. What two pop stars brought sexy back by going full Canadian tuxedo and showing up to the 2001 AMAs in full denim? Uh, It was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Yes. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake is correct. All right, right, Paul, what category do you want to give to Greg? Uh, Let's try Toys and Games, please. Okay. And it's the 90s. What alliterative pink and green toy was designed for easy games of catch and can be found in every toy box or garage in the 90s? Repeat that one more time. Mm-hmm. What alliterative pink and green toy was designed for easy games of catch and can be found in every toy box or garage in the 90s?
3: Well, I, was, I grew up in the 90s, I didn't have it in my garage. <laughs> so uh let's pass this to paul all
0: right
2: paul can you steal
0: yeah let's see i was i was grown by then and didn't have kids until the 2000s uh all right an alliterative ball the uh, uh boy I, i'm coming up with what i think are decent answers but they're not alliterative uh because <laughs> like the kush ball was you know great for tossing back and forth uh The, oh, uh, I don't know. The uh, Koosh
2: Catch. <laughs> the kush Catch is incorrect. Adam, I know we had this one. Yeah, I know. We did have this, and I had a bunch of friends who had it. So it's like this hard plastic flat thing that had Velcro on it, and then uh, you threw like a, a, t- a tennis ball-like oh. thing that would stick back and forth. But I, did, I had no idea it had a name. I, I Other than, like, Velcro ball, but that's not a litter, so right. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, and I also was not aware of its name for a long time, uh, but it's actually called the Magic Mitt. Magic huh. Mitt. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, we, we just got a uh, baseball glove and a baseball.
0: <laughs> and, na- and now I have <laughs> this horrible <laughs> image in my head of Mitt Romney in Magic Mike.
2: Man, why you got to do that to me?
0: <laughs> hey, if I have to suffer, we all have to suffer.
2: Woo, there you go. Uh, all right. Now, I believe Greg is picking for Paul. I am. Yeah. All right.
3: uh, let's go um, music.
4: Okay. Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney.
2: It's the 50s. Why must I be... This 1959 song by Dion and the Belmonts that hit number five on the Billboard Top 100.
0: Why uh, must I be? A teenager in love. Teenager in love is correct. They're not a mega hit.
2: <laughs> no, not, definitely not. I don't know. I, I would call it a mega hit for the time. <laughs> sure. All right, Paul. What uh, category do you want to throw to Greg? Uh, let's give him literature. Literature, okay. no, I'm sorry. Literature. literature. I'm going to edit you out saying that. <laughs> <laughs> coming at you, literature, coming at you. It's the 80s. And we got a question brought to you by David Abalafia. Thank you, David. By author Thomas Harris, what is the name of the 1981 novel that first introduces the character of Dr. Hannibal Lecter?
3: Hold on, I'm going through it. Oh. <laughs> Red Dragon.
2: Red Dragon is correct. Yeah. Good job. I was running through that in my head, too, because Manhunter <laughs> yeah. was the first movie that had him, uh, and then, of course, Silence of the Lamb is the most famous yep. one, and then Red Dragon came out later, but it was the prequel that was the book, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, crap, uh, which one
0: is? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very much hoping he was going to say Manhunter, just to, conf- to, yeah. to confirm to myself that it was Red Dragon, because I was kind of waffling there. Yep. All right, good pull on that. I I will uh, say, um,
2: I need my comics. Where where are the comics? (laughs) (laughs) You're like the only one who asked for it. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, so, Greg, we got movies, TV, sports, news and politics, and slang left. What do you want to give to Paul? Uh, Let's go slang. Okay. And it's the 2000s. It's a no for me about using this alternatively spelled term for a friend.
0: Uh Oh,
2: um, bro? Bro is incorrect. Greg, can you steal? Can you repeat the question, please? Mm-hmm. It's a no for me about using this alternatively spelled term for a friend. I'm going through
3: the list. Hold on.
0: Damn it. Damn it, it. Oh, you got
3: it. You got it,
2: too.
3: Uh, compadre.
2: Compadre is incorrect. Adam, help him out. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, being a a Bulldogs fan, we spell it this way all the time. But from uh, American Idol, that's a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) D-A-W-G. All right. Adam, if you had just
3: moved your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) see the the, the little hint.
2: Uh, All right. Uh, Paul, what do you want to give to Greg? Uh, Let's go news and politics. Mhm. And it's the '60s. In 1961, CIA-backed Cuban exiles launched a failed attempt to remove Fidel Castro from power. This event became known as what? Uh. Be- oh wait. Uh, hold on. <laughs> who was this for? Me? Yeah, I thought. Wait, Paul was. Oh, picking right, for right, Greece, right, right. Okay. Or... Oh, who? <laughs> <laughs> You, you see, Paul, on the second <laughs> half, you pick for the other thank person. You, thank you. It's not. Yeah, OK. It's only like your third or fourth time on the show, I think. Uh, <laughs> second. Oh, is this it? Yeah, okay. I'm,
3: I'm the rookie on this one.
2: Uh,
0: that was the Bay of Pigs, right? Bay of Pigs yeah. is correct. In, in my defense, that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What category do you want to give uh, back to Paul? All right. Uh, and remember not to or, answer or for Or keep him. for yourself. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Hold on. <laughs> what,
3: who knows? Uh, what do we got left? Sports, movies, and TV, right? Yes. Uh, let's throw them uh,
2: sports. Okay. The decade is the 50s. And we have a question brought to you by Nick Groves. In 1950, Ferdinand Kluber was the first ever Swiss winner of what multi-stage race?
0: Uh... How am I blanking on this? The really famous bicycle race. Uh the I, I, I will sit here all damn day if I have to. No, <laughs> <Well,
2: laughs> we won't. There,
0: there's there's no way I'm not answering this. Uh <laughs> the Tour de
2: France. Tour de France is correct. <laughs> uh all right. What do you want to give to Greg? We got movies and TV.
0: Uh let's see. He went for movies first first, but I think I'm a little better at TV, so yeah, we'll, we'll give him movies.
3: Okay. But I lost that question, too, so... <laughs> you, did. <laughs> you
2: did. Well, you, so, both, yeah. lost, and you <laughs> both lost <laughs> the TV yeah, question, exactly. too, so... <laughs> yep. Uh, it's the 70s. Alright. Burt Young plays what character in the 1976 film Rocky, a role that earned him an Academy Award nomination? Oh,
3: crap. Uh... I'm going to buy myself some time, sorry.
2: Uh, can you repeat the question? And hopefully, sure. Burt Young plays what character in the 1976 film Rocky? I don't a think... role that earned him an Academy Award nomination.
3: Uh, it's not coming to me. Uh, Sully,
2: Sully is incorrect. Yeah. Paul, can you steal? Uh, would that be Paulie? Paulie Panino Panemo is correct. <laughs> That's that was All a little right. unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan the question ahead of time. This is how the dice rolled. Yeah. All right. That leaves a TV for Paul. Adam, what's his decade going to be? His decade will be the 2000s. All right. And this question is brought to you by Drew Buxbaum. Hey. Another jersey. Yeah. Another unfair advantage. Uh, I'm going to answer The Sopranos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Sopranos is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll read the question. Ving Rames donned the fedora in 2005 in a remake of a 1970 police series starring Telly Savalas. What was the name of the role? Uh, Kojak. Kojak is correct. Yep. All right. That is the end of round 2, Adam. What is our score going into the final round? Uh, unfortunately, because he couldn't pull out Polly, uh, that really makes our final round less, uh, interesting, but you know what? Who knows? Paul's unpredictable. He's from Jersey. They don't, they don't have any rules. They're all anarchists out there. Uh, but Paul is currently in the lead with 90 tripling up Greg's 30. All right. Let me double check one second. Cause I have a different score. I'm going to make sure that I, okay. I have him at a hundred. I got him at, uh, 90. Okay. I got, yeah, I see. Let me go. Both music questions, one movies, one TV, both fashion, one slang, both sports, and one food.
3: Oh, oh I got, I got
2: 800. 800. Oh wait, I just made count. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah, okay. Ten. Never mind. Okay. All right. So I guess that uh, that score wouldn't have really mattered anyway, because yeah. <laughs> uh, you are over doubled up. Uh, Paul is kicking butt here. But again anarchist he doesn't care for I mean, anything he might he i'm might a wild a man what, 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 what's the show? high yeah. score 240 280 yeah 280 is the high I mean, score but you know
0: you can can't get, that, get there yeah.
3: so uh, paul
2: but but well, you could
3: still be in that
2: 200 plus echelon. Yeah. yeah you could be in the yeah. echelon sir <laughs> we'll, near, we'll, near the names of nick groves and eric Ede. wouldn't that make you feel pretty good there? we'll call that the 200 yeah. club being near the
4: 200, club, yeah, 200
2: Oh, I like clubs. that. <laughs> Nick Groves it, doesn't
0: make anybody feel good.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> why, why does Nick get all the hate? Because
2: <laughs> he, deser- he deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, we hate it. him because we love him. Yes. he, uh, he can, right, so Paul. He can dish it just as well as he can take it. Yeah. It, very true. All right, so yes, 100. All right, Paul, what category would you like uh, to add to the final round?
0: Let's go music, please.
2: Okay. And the decade will be the 70s. All right, and Greg? Uh, let's go with uh, literature. Maybe I'll get that uh, comic question. Hey, yeah, let's <laughs> hope so. That decade is the 50s. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, so based on uh, 70s music and 50s literature, go ahead and write down your bids. All good. I am good. Here All is good. your 70s music question, which is brought to you by Jody Steele. What country music legend released The Pill in 1975, a comedic ode to birth control? The song peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot Country Singles. And your 50s literature question. What was created in 1954 by the Comics Magazine Association of America as an alternative to government regulation? All right, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am here to remind you guys, go to bfopnetwork.com. That's network.com to find a nostalgic podcast that you will love, you'll treasure, you'll want to take home and nurse it and pet it and, and you know, let it grow and, and live with you. And it's so snuggly and warm and wonderful. You're just going to love all the podcasts on the BFOP Network. Like a nostalgic chia pet. Yes, exactly. b b b Beef i am good, thank you. I'm good. All right, well, let's find out uh, what y'all wrote down. Uh, Greg, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions?
3: So, uh, The Pill, I had no clue about that, so I went with uh, Dolly Parton on that one. And uh, for the literature, 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 whichever way you prefer (laughs) to say it, it. It's literature, we all know this. Comics Code of America.
2: All right, and Paul.
0: Uh, I also had no idea on that first one, so I just figured female mega country star, Dolly Parton. And for the next one, I wrote down that rating initialism, and then it came to me. I don't think I got all of it, though. I just wrote Comics Code.
2: All right. Well, let's find out. In music, the country music legend who released the song The Pill in 1975 was Loretta Lynn. <gasps> Loretta Lynn. And in fifties literature, the uh what was created by the Comics Magazine Association of America as an alternative to government regulation was the CCA, the Comics Code Authority. So nobody got either question correct. All right. I think definitely uh I think definitely I'm the winner <laughs> of today's game. <laughs> yeah. But let's yeah. let's still find out what the numbers are. Uh, Greg, how much did you bid? Uh, go big or go home, 30. All right. Yeah, yeah. Is, is 30 that no, big? It is. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. I'm, really you
4: I'm just messing.
0: I'm
2: just messing. All right, and Paul. Uh, yeah, go messing. big or go home, 30. <laughs> All right, Adam. Math us up and let us know what the final score was. With a final score of 70 to nil, Paul is the winner of today. Good job, Paul. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congrats, Paul. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Greg, here is your uh, chance to do any shouting, promotion, uh, curse New Jersey, whatever you'd like to do. (laughs) Uh, Always. No no cursing.
3: Uh, It is the holiday season with Christmas a week away, so uh, just be kind and rewind to your fellow man
0: or fellow person like that and paul yeah uh again because it's christmas season and all the time take care of
2: your bartender (laughs) tip well (laughs) words of wisdom sir all right well that's adam and i'm john this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown
1: thank you for listening to throwback trivia takedown if you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwbacktriviatakedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to takedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
4: We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother
0: is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it.
4: We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer.
0: Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced.
4: We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp.
0: Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm?
4: But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return, Revenge, Resurrection podcast as we go toe to toe with the ever resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times. Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic through David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart. We cover it all the good, the bad, and the bloody. Return, Revenge, Resurrection, a podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!